Hello and welcome to the Surplus Geek Podcast. I'm Jake, and today I am joined by Luna Geek. Actually, uh, what do you want to go by? Yeah, actually, I should ask. I Luna is what I mostly use. So right, that awesome. works. Forgot to ask you before we started. Usually, I do that. Sorry. Um, so we'll just, uh, you know, we'll, I just want to ask you to start off this thing. Let's just talk about how you got into it, because because I think it's it's always interesting to learn people's you know backstory into surplus and stuff. So how how did all this start? Uh so ages ago, uh, we were watching through Doctor Who, the family and I, and it gets to. Uh, can't remember what episode what, what episode number it was, but the empty child wearing the gas mask. I thought that was cool, and so I decided to ask for one for Christmas. And my folks gave me my first gas mask. It was a uh, Israeli four A one, I think it was, and uh, that started just an obsession with masks in general. And it eventually, through uh, getting a couple more historical masks, such as my uh, type corrected English, and um, uh, getting some of my Grand granddad stuff and great granddad stuff and things like that and uh, just a couple good history teachers. I really developed a love for history as a whole and uh, somewhere along the way I started just collecting military uh, stuff in general. Nice. Uh, real quick, what is your favorite doctor? <laughs> uh, I normally say tenth, but it's it's hard to choose. They're all good. Fair enough. Fair aside enough. from uh, aside from thirteen, that is not the best writing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I I was always a Matt Smith, but I know a lot of people love David Tennant. I I don't know. I'm torn between the two. Matt Smith um, is great. Yeah, I I started watching there in the Matt Smith era, but I obviously went back and watched David Tennant. It's just, it, I my favorite episode is the Van Gogh episode, but uh, yeah, that, that's a fantastic that's episode. One of the best. Yeah, um, it's kind of a cop out episode to say is your favorite, but I'm not the biggest Doctor Who fan, but I, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, okay, so that, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's pretty much how i mean we all i mean for me I mean, it's a similar thing where you know i watched something and i was like oh that's cool and then you know took off from there um and now look at us we spend too much money on this stuff and we talk about it a lot um so what you, you kind of focus a little bit more on world war one or at least right now you kind of have a focus on world war one yeah, obviously yeah, I, I looking behind you <laughs> I, I do a lot of stuff. World War One is definitely my biggest focus, uh, especially these days. I'm mainly focusing on uh, do, buying a lot of 29th Infantry Division items, a lot of Imperial German stuff, uh, just weirder equipment that I find, things like that. But I've got just a couple lines from the Civil War. I've got stuff going up to modern times, uh, a lot of World War II equipment, uh, just recently um, got the idea to get every U.S. field jacket from, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's World War II. They started being introduced up to modern times. Uh, to be able to talk about that evolution and everything. So I, I go all over, but I would I would say I'm primarily a World War One collector. Yeah, and you know it, that World War One is one of the few things that I haven't dipped into yet, really. I think I have one or two pieces from the era, but it's something that's on the list, but uh, I'm on hold right now for buying anything. Um, yeah, so, whew, that's a lot to cover there. Um, I like the field jacket idea. I saw your story on Instagram. That's a good idea. Um, look forward to seeing more about that. Uh, it, it's, I'm about to get a solid start on it because I've already got, I, I don't know the specific model, but I think it's the one that came after the M65. I've got that. I think it is for my granddad. 
local antique store has an M51, so I can get that pretty quickly. And I'm hoping I can get an M65 pretty soon. So that'll be three uh, a pretty major ones. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll be able to get pretty quickly. Yeah, I have a 51 and a 65 uh, currently. But I don't. I only have a 65 and OD. I want to get a 65 in uh, Woodland at some point. But we'll see. My dad has one, but he doesn't. He just didn't give it to me. Um, so, Dad, if you're listening, I want that. Uh, yeah, no, and, and I, you know, it's funny because I talked about this GI Jones with, with Gage last episode, where you know it's cool to see the history, the evolution of gear, and like specifically, at least for me, I love the field gear evolution because you know you go from M1910 gear all the way up to Alice, it's pretty much one line of gear. They just the derivative on it and stuff. Obviously. 56 introduced the slide keeper, but the concept is basically still there all the way up to Alice. And it's pretty interesting to see that's something I always wanted to do a thing on myself, but I just don't have the time with all the other things going on. So it's, I, I love the evolution of, of military surplus. It's one of my favorite things because you can really see, well, in this case, you could not see because it just didn't really evolute that, you know, evolve it too much. But um, same thing with British gear, British gear, because it's, it's especially early British gear. Uh, World War One era is similar to, you know, our gear, that line just kind of continues into, uh, you know, when they get the FAL post-World War II and stuff and how they kind of adapted to that. I don't know. I always find it fascinating. And I mean, with all this stuff, you're trying to get one specific goal done. So there, there's only so many ways to do it. it, it get, you get to a point and it's just, it's just refining it and making it more durable, more effective, everything like that. So it's oh, of course. to see... When it reaches that point where it's basically the same thing and it's just, oh, they've just got better technologies, they can do whatever different thing with this. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's, you know, and that goes for everything, how much, even even gas mask bags, I mean, how much those have changed over the years and stuff. Uh, I mean, the U.S. went through quite a few different variations on the concept. Um, but yeah, I always find that stuff interesting. And I think that's that's part of uh, the community. It's just you know, um, you know, it's that's the best part about the community is that there's so many different people collecting that everything is covered for the most part. I mean, there's still a few things out there that are like kind of you know gray area we don't know a lot about or we just haven't gotten the yeah, research. I, but in my research, I've only had I think it's one item in my collection that I've not been able to find any information on, and that's a little. Um, World War One, probably a uh, little like probably a shaving mirror. I don't know what it is. It, it's small. It's a mirror. It's got a little canvas case for it. Looks like World War One. Looks like a shaving mirror. But there's not really any information on those out there that I was able to find, and I was not able to find any examples of the one I actually have. So who knows? But most stuff you can, you can find with enough digging, you can find at least base info on it. Oh, of course, yeah. Sometimes. Like that French, I'm not going to call it a prototype because I got yelled at it for once. Um, that French mask that I don't know anything about because no one really has any good information on it. It's funny because this actually goes into your video and I don't want to get to it too soon, but it's funny the idea of like, I'm fine with being wrong. I actually don't, I don't mind someone coming and saying, hey, you got something wrong, but there's ways to go about it. You know, you, and, and if you're going to say someone's wrong, you got to back it with some sort of source. You know, yeah. something. Yeah, we're, we're going to get information wrong. That's just, that's the fact of the matter. F folks miscredit things. They you, you mistype something. They just make stuff up. And if you don't, 
If you don't know that because the source you're looking at seems trustworthy or you just you misremembered, you're going to get something wrong. And uh, it, it's an inevitability. You need to be able to handle being told you're wrong well. And uh, you need to uh, tell folks they're wrong well as well. Exactly. Yeah. And ex- yeah. And I think that that's key to it too. Your source could be very like legitimate and they could have got it wrong. I mean, uh, even even the U.S. Army gets their own stuff wrong. Their manuals sometimes are are conflicted, have conflicted information in them. It's been a problem over the years. Where, I, I mean, for example, the the U.S. Army's vehicle identification uh, course is not good. There's there's some of it's good, some of it's very bad. Like some of the information is dated from like the '50s, '60s, where you know they just the chieftain has talked talked about this a few times, or he mentioned it in passing. But anyone that's taken the Vic ID course and knows anything about armored warfare or armored vehicles knows that it's not exactly the the best. Uh, and it, and it's and it's funny because it, it's been updated to be a PowerPoint. So you think at some point someone would have went in and like fixed it, but they just kept it. Just they just kept that old information. Uh, and that's that's the U.S. Army who has in a in an essence unlimited resources for for such things. So I mean, and like I said, I'm fine with being wrong. I actually again for me if. If I'm wrong, I want to be told that I'm wrong. I just, I don't want someone calling me an idiot <laughs> that I'm wrong. Just say, yeah, hey, yeah, just so you know, like this, helpful. this is how this works. Because, you know, it, it's like um, my pet peeve for impressionists is not tucking your laces in. Um, like everyone will just have their laces out and stuff in their boots. I don't go around everyone's posts and say, hey, you should tuck your laces in. But realistically, there's a way to blouse boots, especially especially post World War II when blousing boots became more of a thing. You don't have gaiters and or, you know the covers, but the you, you tuck your laces in your laces would get snagged on stuff you don't want anything to get snagged on stuff and that's just something you learn when you're in the military and it's been kind of a a standard for a, a long time but i don't go around going after people for that because it, it's it's like whatever you know i might say in passing hey by the way you know at one time me and bailey were doing that shoot and stuff and i was like he was doing i in my opinion it's my opinion he was doing his boots wrong so i was like hey wait a minute so i showed him how to properly Blouse your boots, tie your laces, and, and shove, you know, stick them in the side. Make it look nice and neat. Because um, even in combat, you should look neat. You know, that's how the, that's how the army views uh, those types of things. So, I, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things that it's... I see it a lot where people jump on people. And it doesn't per- progress the community in any positive way. Because people don't like being yelled at. They don't like being told they're wrong. Even if they are wrong, you gotta figure. You gotta, you gotta ease them into it. You can't just go in and be like, "Hey, stupid! Yeah. You got this information wrong." <laughs> you know, it's just like people don't like that. So, and and you gotta choose your battles with this stuff as well. I mean, like the the, the tucking in the laces. That yeah, you can correct someone on that, but maybe you should correct them on the fact that they're wearing entirely the wrong whatever item instead of uh oh this thing is being worn just a slightly incorrect way exactly yeah and that's why i don't usually say anything about it because it's just not important at the end of the day uh if you're actually going into combat i might say something about it because again you know that you don't want your boots untying while you're in the middle of something and uh you know it's it's just how things are done and stuff but i i i totally agree i think and it, it, that that's another thing too is i think when you're wearing, say you're wearing uniform, any era, and someone comes in and goes, well, that's not... Because I do think that there's this this divide between general impressionists and I'm doing X dude in X battle at X year in X unit. And I do find that there's that 
that divide between those two. And personally for me, I don't like doing X-Dude and X-Battle and X-Unit because I served... I have a weird thing about wearing other people's uniforms. I have a weird thing about wearing non-unit patches that I didn't own or, or earn because um, I didn't earn them. I, I earned the patches that I earned. I'm just very weird about that. It's just, it's a, I don't know, it's a respect thing, I guess. Um, not that anyone else... I, I look down on anyone for doing it. It's just, it's a me thing. Um, but... I like doing general impressions just because I like to just be like, all right, this is kind of the idea of what, you know, this guy would have looked like or or infantryman, for instance, in this conflict. Uh, the one exception would be anything 26 infantry. I wear anything 26 infantry because I got to wear the Yankee division patch when I served. So that one I'm fine with. Um, but like, like, like you were saying earlier, you're focusing on 29th infantry, which I think is really cool. Uh, World War One has that cool... A lot of the the a lot of the infantry divisions that formed that are still around today formed during World War One. Like a lot of the lineage starts before that, but the real like where they get their unit, uh, the unit that we know them as starts in World War One, and it's uh, yeah. it's really interesting to see where they progress from there to now. Uh, like the 26th Infantry, for for instance, you know, or 29th. So why the 29th though? What, is there specifics or? So the the twenty ninth was my great granddad's unit. Uh, I don't know if this is showing up in like the the video version of this, but uh, I'm sure you can see behind me. I've got that uh, framed uh, poster up on the wall. That's actually the roster for my great granddad's specific unit, the uh, Company K of the 116th Infantry Regiment. Wow! And so I've got that. I got a lot of his items. I've, I've actually. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to actually have his journal from the war, which is uh, just amazing to have that source of information. I've got. Um, Photographs of him, uh, probably the most fascinating items with like an actual story to them are I've got a little spyglass he had, which is just a cool item right off the bat. Spyglasses that you don't see as very often. It, it, oh, yeah. It's old. It's got the nice patina on it and everything. But then there's this little shadow box we have. It's got German belt buckle, you know, the, the classic got between Sonus and everything. And it's got a couple uh, brushes, uh, some like uh, scissors and a uh, little, uh, little pair of trimmers. It's Barb's gear in there. And uh, the story goes, he was uh, pinned down to the Argonne along with the rest of his men by this nest of German snipers and just got tired of it. Used a spyglass to figure out where these guys were and went out behind them and took them out. And I was going back, grabbed a bag off one of the guys that had, had that stuff. Um, hmm. So... Unfortunately, I can't actually confirm that because I've got the items, but there's no mention of it in his journal or anything. Uh, so it, 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 th those items definitely got into the family somehow, but who knows the actual story? It's it's a family legend, not a family fact. But I've, I've got that personal connection, and uh, so I always keep my eye out on stuff and um, try to get things. And I, on a related note, I collect a lot of um, uh, stuff from Fort well, camp and the later Fort McClellan as well, because that was where the 29th was formed. So I've got probably about five or six items uh, overall, uh, ignoring the stuff that came directly from my great-granddad. Uh, my personal favorite is I got a um, unit panorama from World War II of the camp. But wow. it's, uh, it, it's, that, it's that family tie, that personal tie that really... To me, makes collecting uh, really fun with stuff if you have some kind of actual connection to it. 
Yeah, no, I can totally understand. That's really cool. And and it's, I mean, unfortunately you can't confirm that story, but it's a really cool story. And, you know, and for family legend, I mean, that's, that's, that's a fun family legend to have, you know, to have that, that I mean, floating it, around. I would not be surprised if it happened, but also, uh, no mention of it in the journal. There's some great stories in the journal. Like there is a, just talk about how they took, um, a bunch of guys prisoner one day and captured like a lot of weaponry and stuff, which is just really cool to read. It talks about going over the top at one point. That there's no mention of it, but maybe he just didn't write it down for some reason. Maybe that's part of one of the other incidents he wrote down. He just didn't write about that specifically. Maybe my granddad made the whole thing up. I wouldn't put it past him. But, you know, but either way, it's it's a good story. It's worth being told, regardless of if it's real or not. You just and I always make sure to clarify that I can't confirm it. Oh yeah, that's that, yeah yeah. I understand that, and, and you know, like I said, it's family legend, so it's 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 something that you hold, and you know, you may not be able to confirm it, but it's something that's cool. I mean, like my my, uh, my great grandfather served twenty fifth infantry during World War Two, and uh, he from the family legend that I heard is that he got lost in the jungle with another dude or a couple dudes for like thirty days, and uh, they were eventually found. They got cut off. And they were eventually found and. And they had to go back to, I think they sent him back to Hawaii because he was so, uh, you know, not malnutrition, but like just 30 days in the jungle, you know, not good on your, on, on your body. So, and, and I never really confirmed that story because so. luckily you have a journal because uh, my great grandfather, he didn't, he just never talked about his experiences in, in, in the war. So my dad said that he had one conversation about it once and that was it. And, uh. I luckily did get to know him before he passed away, so that you know. But I have his, uh, I have his dress uniform from right at the end of the war, uh, or at least his, not even his whole uniform. I just have his jacket, but it's a, it's one of those items that I eventually want to get boxed, you know, nice like a shadow box kind of thing, and and put up on the wall and stuff. But haven't gotten around to it. But that's a great story, and it's cool that you know. I think that's that's one of those things. Like for me, you know, I collect because I started because my dad. It, it's. I think a lot of people start because of some sort of family connection, uh, driving, and and this this takes it even further because you you have a very specific, um, I mean, unit to to go at and and focus on and stuff. You know, I mean, I, my my dad served in the, her first cab for three years, so I could I guess I could focus on that, but uh, it's not as well, you know it's not as cool as World War One taking on the Germans. You know getting you know bring backs and and having a journal on it and stuff that's just there's just something about that um that is just mind-blowing and uh it's, i don't know it's crazy it's hard to think about from a modern perspective i guess like people just went over there and, and it, going over the top is just crazy to me just conceptually and i don't know how the guys did it yeah it, it's just everything i've seen that's just it sounds like it's just a horrifying experience to, to put it very lightly oh yeah that's just that's insane um we did nick at night which is um night night infiltration course which nick at night yeah night, i don't know why we call it nick at night night in there twice but and you you actually go out of you come out of a trench and you don't even know you're coming out of a trench at least i didn't know you they take you it's like dark out they take you through this like badly lit little trail and it leads up and basically it's the shooting over your head with machine guns course and you have to low crawl through like barbed wire and there's like fake explosions going off and there's live rounds going over your head. But the initial like, it's like World War One style. You come out of a trench, you have to climb up over this trench and, you know, they I don't know if they blew a whistle or how they, they told us to go, but it was just like, 
up and over and it's just machine guns and explosions and you're low crawling through barbed wire and stuff. It was crazy. Um, and that was only, I guess, simulated. I can't imagine doing it for real and having actual people shooting at you. I mean, these machine guns were 15 feet above our heads. So you could hear it, but it wasn't like there was any risk. I mean, that, that, that sounds insane. So I, I couldn't even imagine actually uh, going over the top in a, in a combat situation. No, I, most of the things that people have done over the years, uh, having my very limited service, um, where I didn't serve overseas, I just, I just can't imagine doing half the things that people have done. I like when you read up like a medal of honor citation or something and read it and you're like, I don't know how people did that stuff. You know, I know it's, it's a heat of the moment thing, the adrenaline pumping and you just go, but it's like, you read out of Murphy's, uh, Medal of Honor citation for, you know, when he's on the burning tank shooting at the Germans coming at him and stuff, this artillery. It's just like, it's insane. And, and then they make a movie about it and, and they're like, yeah, we got to tone it down because he was worried that people wouldn't believe it and stuff and the, it was too violent. And it's just like, that's even more insane. I mean, yeah, that, that's just such a, a wild thing to me that he had to change what actually happened in his movie because no one would believe it happened. I mean, the same thing happens in, um, Hacksaw Ridge. They they kind of dialed down the cheap like what Do, uh, Desmond Doss did because it just he saved so many people. It seemed like too crazy to actually have happened that way. They they unfortunately did what they always do. No offense to Mel Gibson, I love I love Mel Gibson's movies, but like the the ending is not exactly how it actually really happened in real life, which seems to be a common trend in the Mel Gibson movies. Um, whether he's acting or historical <laughs> movies, uh, ne- never uh, get it a hundred percent. I recently no. watched uh, the twenty fourth about the Houston riot. Oh, and dude! I done a ton of research into that because I, I was writing a paper on it for one of my classes, and uh, the whole time I was like, "Wait, wait! They, they're changing all the names. Wait, wait! That's 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 not how those arrests played out." And then the riot happened. It was actually um, pretty accurate. Not how I imagined it, but I I thought the riot itself. You know, I, I yeah. can see how it would have played out that way in reality. It, it's not what I got from the descriptions, but I can I can see it. I I, I see the film and I'm like, okay, okay, that that's how everything happened. But a lot of the other stuff, it it got the big points. You know, the yeah. story happened more or less the same way, but a lot of the a lot of the details were just not changed. Yeah, the slightest. But it was a fantastic film, though. I I really yeah, enjoyed. It's a great movie. It's funny because I just watched it like two weeks ago, and that was that was just it was such a good movie. It, it if 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 you don't come out of that movie pissed off, uh, you're doing things wrong. That movie made me so angry. Uh, you know, just I know it's history, but it just yeah, I was so mad about that. But it was a fantastic movie. Uh, like you said, it's not a hundred percent accurate. From my understanding, they tried to do what specifically the riot part. Um, they tried to take both sides' accounts of it. And kind of merge them because they were trying to get that, and I think that's why it gets a little bit funky and uh, how it goes down and stuff. But it still was a really good film. I still recommend it to anyone that wants to. You yeah, know. I mean it. It gives you an under an understanding of the event. It it lets you know what the time period was like. It's an incredibly compelling story. The acting is solid throughout. That the film is just very well made. Just don't take it as, I guess, the gospel truth. It's not yeah, exactly. that accurate. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think a lot of people don't know about the Houston riots. And I, I don't think a lot of people knew about that happening and stuff. 
Um, even people in the community. Yeah, I, so. I would never have heard about it if it wasn't one of the uh, options given as something we could write about. And it, there just said, I think like Houston Mutiny 1917, and it said World War One next to it. I was like, well, that's what I'm writing about. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's because I, I I remember re- researching into it because I learned about it like like I don't know five or six years ago, and I was like, I'd never heard about this in school. And you know, when they talk about World War One in school, it's Oh yeah, you know, we Lusitania gets sunk and then fourteen points and then up oh, we're on to the next one. You know, it's just like we don't have to spend a lot of time on World War One. It's not we gotta get to the bigger war. We gotta get to World War Two. That's more important. Um we just gotta this is just like the appetizer for, for war when they talk about World War One and at least in American schools. It's probably different for Europeans, but um I don't know. That's so yeah, they never they never touched on that. They never touched on a lot of stuff. I was like, geez, that's sad. Um, I do in, think in, in school, I mean, you, you gotta hit on the big things, you know, you gotta talk yeah. trench warfare, tanks, gas, machine guns, and then talk about all the different events that are like the big things, the assassination, uh, you know, Somme or Verdun or whatever, talk about, um, you know, like you said, the Lusitania, the Zimmerman telegram getting us into the war, and then, uh, I guess armistice and everything, and, uh, we didn't play too much of a part in world war one like like we did in world war two so it makes sense that we gloss over a little bit yeah i just i just think it's such an important yeah i think the that whole era of of american history is way more important than people realize the 1910s really there, there's certain things that could change in that era and we're not gonna get into alternate history because it's not my thing to talk about here but there's certain things that if you change the outcomes just a little bit you know america changes significantly and i think I think people are just starting to come into terms on that era and stuff. And this actually feeds into what we're going to talk about next, which is your big next big thing. But, you know, I think like when we learned about Woodrow Wilson, and I don't want to get too much into the Woodrow Wilson, but, you know, when you learned about him in high school, at least for us, we didn't, I didn't know the guy was such a racist. You know, like, I, I'm, I, you know, the R word, I know YouTube hates the R word, but, um, it's it's true though he was he was this terrible president when you when you look at him from a from that standpoint he really set us back even further and stuff and they never taught taught us tonight and I, I i'm mad about that because it's i think it's significant i was taught oh woodrow wilson got us out of world war one it's all 14 points and the uh, league of nations and all this stuff and uh, he turns out to be this not good dude and i think we're finally finally coming to terms with that and teaching and starting to talk about it but it was just something i always think about i'm like man why didn't why didn't we learn about that like you know i, I don't know it's just one of those things but that directly ties into your next big thing the thing that you have you just yeah. talked you just launched your video a couple days or a few days ago now uh i don't know what day it is um it's huge it's a big undertaking. Uh, you're gonna get some flack for it but let's let's get into it so oh, you know, i've already gotten some flack yeah so uh Tell us, tell us a little bit about it, you know, just summarize it since, you know, some people might not. All right, so, uh, it, it's, it's a long story no matter how I tell it, but I'll try to keep it fairly short Fair to enough. talk about the specifics. But uh, essentially, a while back I started to re-notice that oh, there's some stuff going on in the community that ain't that good. And I, I tried, tried to ignore it, tried to pretend that it didn't bother me, tried to pretend that I was fine with it, but... I'm, I'm not. I eventually, I reached a breaking point and realized I need to do something about this. So I had this idea floating around in my head for probably about a year that I'd, I'd start, I'd start getting some screenshots, getting some evidence of all this stuff, and start talking about it. And it, it wasn't until 
one guy uh, did some pretty horrible stuff that I went, I need to do this, started getting the evidence, and um, now I'm working on a project where I'm going to call out uh, pretty much everything going wrong in the community and um, hopefully bring about just a tiny bit of change. Yeah, and I think it's important to, I mean, I don't think you can fix the, the, the people out there that have those views, but I do think that you can, I think you can bring it attention to people who don't have those views and they can, you know, I always say to people like, I, I want to know when someone is racist because I want to know that I don't want to associate with them. You know, if I don't know, then, you know, down the line, they could turn out to be a terrible person and geez, that could be, you know, awkward um, and bad. But I like to I like to know I like to know who I'm dealing with I like to know how people you know and uh, I will say this is like the disclaimer for this episode because we already kind of got into it I don't usually talk about politics so we won't be going into any specific politics but it's unavoidable in this conversation so uh, if you have a problem with that I don't know what to tell you um, but I I think for your video I think it, it's important um, you know I've already talked to a few people about this and around in my circles because i think it's it's something that i've noticed i think a lot of us that are just your average joe just collecting and and enjoying history sees this stuff and it's just like uh i don't this is not a good look and not only that i i think with the way the world's going people need to realize that they got to be a little you got to be a little bit more you, you can collect whatever you want to collect and i'm not going to say anything against anyone collecting anything of any era but you got to be tact about it. You can't just be blunt and and just throw things out there and stuff. And especially with like stuff like Instagram, you know, people will post their stuff. You know, if it has uh, a certain symbol on it, Instagram knows that, and they will uh, like derank you. They will go. They will shadow ban you if you post enough stuff with, or they'll go after you totally. And I'm not a fan of that, obviously. But it's just something to keep in mind when you start posting stuff with a certain symbol of a certain nation of a certain 1940s era that you know that, that stuff is going to get you noticed in the in the wrong way even if you're being completely historical about it and just talking about it and educating it even if you did a even if you did a post talking about how bad it is they'd still go after you and derank you because it's it's just how it works it's just how they're how they operate unfortunately uh, yeah i mean it, it's it's a private company they can ban whatever they want on it you may not have to agree with it but i mean if they want to ban a swastika go ahead yeah. don't complain about yellow which is limiting your free speech on it because it's a private company it's not it's not the government yeah and i can I, I i get that argument i just think with history you get into a dangerous land uh, or dangerous world when you start preventing people from being even for me it's it's if you can't talk about it at all you can't talk you can't talk about the bad sides of it right so it's it's not being able to have the conversation that i think is a problem um but i think people need to understand that when they do post that stuff it, it, don't be surprised when you're you're not getting the the same amount of uh traffic because they are deranking you if not some people don't realize i don't think that they're shadow banned like if you go to search for someone and you can't find their their username on instagram without typing in their entire username in that means that person is i don't know if it's shadow banned per, per se but they're limited in terms of their traffic and uh, i don't i think a lot of people don't quite get that that they have you have to play into the systems that we have you know they may not be perfect but like you got to kind of maneuver around some barriers and, and figure and i think i think your video uh, your project i should say is going to run into that a little bit with the way all these things work and, and obviously the flack that you're going to unfortunately take because there's going to be pushback there's always pushback and there already has been yeah 
Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. I, I've already seen it. I've seen it firsthand, seen pushback against you, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, just... And I think I think with certain people, I think um, some of it's just them not being bad people per se. It's just them being childish, them being immature. I think there's a lot of people in the community that are that are, that are immature, that are child children, and um, unfortunately, that's something that I don't think any of us can can fix because it's just kid being edgy is kid being edgy. I mean, it is you know they think they're funny. And- it's it's uh, it's something that. Uh, you're is gonna. I'm gonna run into that kind of thing. I'm gonna run into folks who are legitimately horrible. I'm gonna run into folks who are fine, but have said some dumb stuff. There, there's a whole mix of it, and uh, you, all of it needs to be taken together. You can't ignore. Oh, this one guy's just making an edgy joke, so I can leave him out of it because he's still a part of it or whatever. Well, yeah, and 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 like we were saying uh, before we started, the the whole idea of it it it's creating an environment that's okay for someone who actually believes in some sort of rhetoric to come on in and think they're they're um, it's comfortable enough for them to come in and just start saying stuff. Yeah, and everyone else might take it as a joke, but then you start realizing, oh man, they're not joking. They they actually believe in this stuff, and you know they whatever it is, it, you know, from any side of the of the argument, it just it gets kind of. You know, and I mean, we, and I think, I think it's, it's for the military surplus community. I think a lot of it is, is the neo-Nazi era of things because, or, or specifics, because it seems to be what I've noticed the most of, at least for me, but. Yeah, I, I going into this project, I, I knew there was some of that. There's a couple folks I've heard are tied in a lot. I have actually, one of the guys who I was told was tied into all this, I haven't actually seen anything from that explicitly used to go, oh yeah, this guy is a Nazi, but it I would not be surprised. But I, I, I knew this stuff was there, but once I started looking into it, I, there's more of it than I actually expected. Um, and a lot of it is stuff where it's probably just guys making edgy jokes and trying to get a reaction and everything, but even if that's the case, they are still sharing that rhetoric and um, they're still promoting that stuff and they're still allowing that stuff to exist. Yeah, and the younger people in the crowd will see it and think it's okay and then they'll start doing it and then they're being edgy and they don't realize that they're, you know... And it just makes the whole the whole group, the whole... I mean, we're not one community. We're like 18,000 different communities kind of all roped in together. But, like, it makes that community masked being less accessible to people you know less um desirable to join and stuff again i don't think people realize you, you start saying all this stuff if someone comes along someone new and they see this they're just going to be like I don't, I, I don't it's the same thing with if you jump on down someone's throat for being wrong about information all you're doing is is potentially uh t- forcing someone to quit the whole hobby just because they're like oh, i don't want to be a part of this if this is how people yeah. are you know, and, uh, I will go ahead and say I have lost a lot of the passion I have for collecting and a lot of the joy that it brings me because of all this. And uh, it's not necessarily because of the backlash I've received itself, because I me mean, that is a very recent thing. It's just seeing all of this stuff exist and no one caring about it. That's mm-hmm. that's made me really. I'm I don't really post on Instagram anymore. That's also due to unrelated uh, stuff going on with college and everything. But you know, there's. It's a major part. I don't really talk about collecting as much and focus on it as much because of all this stuff. And I've already had a few folks say that they have fallen left the community because of this stuff as well. So, yeah, and I, it, I think it that's fair. The community, yeah, 
no, I think you're right. And I, and I, I, I'm sorry that you've, you've kind of fallen out because of that. Cause I, I totally can feel it too. Sometimes where I look at it and I'm like, man, sometimes I'm just like, I just want to walk away from this stuff. I, but you know, um, I think Instagram has also just kind of killed itself when it comes to it. Cause they're focusing on not photos anymore. Now we're focusing on reels and it's just like, uh, I'm trying, trying my best with that one. Um, but and, yeah, and you know, it's funny that you say that. And now I think about it. Yeah. You, I have noticed that there's been a decrease from you, your, your presence, your posts and stuff. So, yeah, and that, that's a negative. I, I, like I said, that's cottage is a big part of that. I, oh, yeah. I just all this semester for whatever reason, almost completely trained me of motivation to do anything. And I'm, I'm still working on bouncing back from that. And then I've been trying to actually reinvent sort of how I approach things as well. So I, I'm going to hopefully return within like the next month, but I, I need to actually figure out how to go about uh, making the stuff and everything. But the, the, like I said, the, um, the stuff in the community is a big reason why I just, I don't care as much anymore. Yeah. And, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I really have a point. I don't even have something to respond to that because I think it, it it's it can really cut it. You can cut the legs out from underneath you on on collecting and stuff. Just not wanting to. I again, I've had these moments myself constantly where I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to keep collecting because you just see people and you're like, oh man, I just, I don't know, like what to do about that or how to handle that or you know. And then you talk about college. For me, it's work where. You know, I work full time job, and then I come home, and I'm like, I gotta do stuff, and then I'm like, Nope, that's not gonna happen. I'm just gonna play video games because I am tired, and you know, or I'll pass out in my chair like an old man. Um, that happens quite a bit now. Don't get old, folks. Um, but I, I the M67 video is actually a good example of me. I I came up with that idea, and I finished it within a week. That 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 took a whole week to do. Because I had to model my own M67 Rotorious rifle and just go through it and stuff. But I, I, I was very proud of myself. Video didn't do as good. It did not do as good as I was hoping it was going to do. But whatever. I'll keep pushing on. But uh, yeah. And I, I we got to talk about the flak. Because I think this is the most important thing about this. Obviously, it's unavoidable. I, I Hopefully, you get... Hope, I'm hoping on, on this project that it actually... Side note. That it actually gives you um, some... Like, people will respond to you and tell you, like, you know, they feel the same. That gives you a little bit more of a boost that you're not the only one because you're obviously yeah, not I've the only one. So already had off. I've had a decent amount of folks message me. About half of them have offered up some sources. Some of them it's just one or two screenshots. A couple guys have given me some absolute gold mines. One of them actually uh, gave me the opportunity to go and talk about something that I had not actually realized was uh, as big in the community as it was, which was Islamophobia. And oh, someone yeah. else just gave me the, like this, I think just this massive uh, folder on Google Drive with probably about a hundred screenshots that I can use now. Wow. Uh, and there's, there's been a lot of folks who've just said that, hey, this is a good thing you're doing. I, I definitely agree with this. And that, that's good to hear. It lets me know that this is something that I'm not alone in this fight, that I'm, I'm doing, I guess, the right thing. But there's also a lot of folks who... Uh, aren't happy about this and have said some uh actually a couple of them have raised some fair criticisms but most of them is just they just said some nasty stuff yeah i mean i you know i can see some i can see some i don't know actually i'm trying to think of a good fair criticism but yeah i can uh understand if there's somebody who has a good argument and and you know i think that's something to encourage if somebody has a good argument to talk about something blah 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 but i've 
personally seen people's response to you on discord and it's been it's I will say it's it's it was probably one of the most immature things I've ever seen happen like in a space of like a short amount of time. And I just was looking at it like, why are you like this? Like, do you think it's funny? Is it edgy to you? And I know like that person might see this and it might now throw me some flack. I don't care. I'm an adult and I have a full time job and I do my own thing. But hopefully the, the positive outweighs that negative because uh, it's great that you got like a treasure trove of, of information on a specific thing. That's great. Cause that, you know, that should help you out a lot. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I, all I know is that I support the idea of it. You got my backing, which is, you know, and it's funny. Um, so anyone, we planned on have you on before you even released this video, before I even knew you were going to be doing this project. So that this was, this has actually changed the nature of this episode a little bit because I, I wanted to talk about it. But it's funny that like the timing was perfect. You 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 dropped that and then was like, oh, we, we can talk about it on the actually, podcast. I filmed the video probably like two or three months ago, and I uh, actually edited it maybe like two days after I filmed it, which for, for a larger video like that is pretty fast for me. Uh, generally, it takes a while to get this stuff done. This one took a lot to get done, but what took so long was the uh, the thumbnail. Because uh, uh, I had to, I had to figure out where my drawing tablet was because that thing had gone missing. I found that, and then I had to find the pin. The pin was missing. I found it eventually, and then I couldn't get it to work with Photoshop, so I had to do a bunch of uh, work to get that going. And then I forgot to make it. Like I got started on it, I got the sketch lines done, and then I completely forgot about it for a couple weeks. And then life took and then over. It's funny. It was actually after you had uh, messaged me. Uh, about about the podcast, I was like, "Wait, this is like a huge project. I, I got this. Pro I got this project I've been working on. I should finish this up." Perfect. And I I managed to get it done a couple days before we uh, before you did this. So um, it it wasn't quite um like perfect coincidental timing, but it it uh it was good timing. Oh, definitely good timing. Yeah, and I yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was pre-planned. I don't want people thinking I was, oh, I'm going to have him on just to talk about this. No. It just worked out perfectly for that to happen and stuff. And uh, and like I said, I, I, I watched the video. I was at work when I, when you released it, so I watched it when I was at work and I was on break. And then uh, I was like, oh, cool. You know, it got me thinking about the topic and stuff. And really, you know, I, I unfortunately don't have any any good um, examples of it. As I, I, I'm pretty uh, introverted, so I don't really... I, I'm more of a lurker than I am a uh, talker. So I don't really interact with people too often that I don't already know. Um, and I don't usually take screenshots of people's because I just kind of move on. If somebody says something stupid or specifically bad, I'm just like, well, I'm not dealing with that person anymore. This conversation's over and I'm leaving. And I just walk away. I'm just like, oh, whatever. Um, I grew up in the era of Call of Duty lobbies, the original, call, like the early, call, the early Xbox Live lobbies and all that stuff. That was terrible. Sometimes hilarious, I, but sometimes I have, terrible. I've heard the tales. Ah, man. Those are the days. Um, you know, so... I don't know. I think it's important. I, I will say one thing else to people who do post this stuff on Discord. Don't, don't think that you're completely safe. Discord does monitor everything. It's a private company. It yeah, owns one itself. Of the, uh, one of the servers I'm in, not too long ago a couple a couple months ago i think it was actually i got told that uh, if it didn't correct this stuff it was uh, very likely to get shut down yeah that, that's the only time i've seen that happen and uh you might think that's one of like the, I, I, 
I, for most of this project, I'm not going to say like too much about specific communities or anything, but I will go and say the gas mask community, it's horrible. You'd probably think it would be that. It wasn't. It was a completely unrelated community that I actually would not have expected that from. But apparently there's a lot of stuff going on in there that I just hadn't noticed. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think the gas mask community is mostly just kids that are just being kids, but I know communities, I know servers of friends where uh, their, their account got deleted. The entire server plus all the accounts were deleted or suspended. So they had to make a new account because one day they showed up like, I need access to the server. This is a while ago. It was like two years ago. But I'm like, what the heck happened? He's like, the whole server got totally banned. Just the hammer came down on them. And uh, yeah, just, I'm not, that's not even a threat to people. I'm just saying that your actions don't go unnoticed by these companies and stuff, that they, they will take action against these things. And if that's not a big deal to you, that's not a big deal to you. I personally like keeping access to my account. I like keeping access to the servers that I'm on. You know, that's just me. I, I like to I like to try to be a good person. I think it's a good rule to live by. Uh, but you know, if you you know, I guess this is this is the thing. We have freedom, to, at least in this country, we have freedom of speech. But that does not mean you have freedom from consequence, so or of responsibility. Um, so, and again, I I I think there's a lot of immature behavior in the in the, all the facets of the communities. And That's I think that really doesn't help right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and I'm not saying I'm like, you know, the most mature person. I'm just, I'm just, you know, a dude, but like sometimes it, it does give me pause where I'm like, Oh God, like you got to get into the real world there. People like it's, you know, you think you're going to get away with this stuff at work. I can tell you you're not. It's not how it works. So, I don't know, but so I, I it's, other than that, so we can we can put that one to rest, I guess, because it is kind of a, a heavy topic. But uh, is there any other future plans? I know you already talked about your your field jacket idea, and any other things that you might might be looking at towards anything collecting wise that you want to go towards? Or that that's a good question. I I, I always. I'm always looking for items that like have stories with them because I I think that's really important to me to, to be able to tell the story because it it turns it from like I've got that um you can see down there I've got that a uh, third uh, division I think it is uh, tunic that's it's just a random tunic it doesn't have a name to it it's just a nice officer in the third division of World War One his tunic pretty cool item to have but then behind me I've got that uh, stand there that is not very well constructed because I did it myself with uh, no knowledge of how to do that stuff but that is a full grouping it's um m 1912 summer weight pattern tunic uh in 1917 a uh, painted helmet uh three medals and then i've got a couple photos of the guy as well i've got his full name i've got a decent amount of his story that's something special right there you know it it that stops being just oh an item it, it becomes in a sense it becomes a person and the memory of a person and uh being able to document that and keep that alive is really special. So I'm always looking for more items with those. And I'm actually hoping to, uh, it's got to be a little while before I start up on this, but I'm hoping to do a uh, series on YouTube where I uh, go a little more in depth into the stores of these guys than I can on Instagram or whatever, uh, which not much more in depth because most of these guys have got a couple files of ancestry and that's it. But I get to talk a bit more about everything instead of the uh i think it's like the 2200 character limit that instagram has and um so being able to just share those stories is always something i'm working on uh another project of mine that i've, I've kind of put on hold right now just because it's an expensive project but um 
field telephones. So inexplicably, Ooh. one of my favorite areas to collect. I got a German F, what is it, FF-33, I think it is, uh, about a year and a half ago, I want to say. And I thought it was pretty cool and then found a couple of uh, EE-8-Bs locally and picked those up. And uh, then, well, actually, one's an EE-8. EE-8- what what now I can't think of the uh the model the E E E dash eight dash B, the other one's an E dash eight dash A. And then they have the leather case for the other variation of that. So I don't know how that worked out. But um I've I've got those that I actually recently, uh this past Christmas got a uh what is it, E E dash three dash B, I think it is, World War One US field telephone. And World War II Japanese field telephone. I think it's the Type 92. So I'm, I'm always looking for more of those just because they're cool. But that that's some expensive equipment. So uh, not a lot going on with that. Um, I, th I think the only things I'm like actively working on at the moment uh, in regards to all of this are I'm working on a, a video talking about groupings. Because that's my, like my favorite thing to collect in general is just a, a grouping. You get more items. You get a bit more of the story, everything like that. It's, it's, it's just cool. But um, let's talk about the importance of it and then about how they get split up in the marketplace a lot and everything. It's a topic that's really important to me, and I just want to ramble about it for a bit, really. And then um, I've, I, th I think everyone who uh, at least somewhat knows me knows about this at, the, at this point, but I am seeking out the Model 8 experimental helmet for World War I. Oh, uh, yes. So that will happen eventually. And... Um, I'm hoping I can uh, make a uh, full uh, project talking about just the American experimental helmets in general, uh, because it's a pretty fascinating topic, what all we came up with, and then how we really only just used a clone of the British helmet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It is very fascinating. It's very interesting designs. You still memeing on that? You still have a meme every day, or did you finally... Oh, yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> today as of filming is, is uh, day 300. Oh, so my God, that's approaching insane. a year. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, if anyone that, yeah, anyone that's been in the Discord or on, on I think you post them on Instagram too, right? You from your stories. I, I haven't posted since like day 120 or so. Yeah. Cause I forgot to do it for a couple of days. And, and the next just, thing I knew, I was like 200 days later. I'm, I'm not getting caught up on that. Fair they, enough. They're not going up on Instagram anymore. I can't salvage that. But if you're in the Gasman's Discord, you'll see the memes. They show up. Um, and you also, uh, we didn't get, this is we deal with surplus, but you also do other things other than surplus. I wanted to give you a shout out on that stuff as well because you do your more music oriented like channel yeah, I, things. Uh, yeah, Luna geeks out. I um on the, on the Instagram, the thing that's exclusive over there, is I post a little some reviews sometimes. Uh, but on YouTube, I mostly just do reactions to songs and review them and everything. But every now and then, I post a full length album review. And once I get a lapel mic, I'll actually start doing those again. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool stuff. So I think, uh, uh, obviously, Luna Geek, you can find you... I'm pretty sure everything is pretty the same, right? Uh, YouTube, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Luna Geek 520. Uh, yeah. In Instagram, Twitter, uh, Discord name. Well, that's right, I you have a Discord, too. So I uh, really need to start uploading all again. <laughs> yeah. So you also have a Discord, like as you just said. So if people are interested in joining your community, uh, 
there you go. Um, I will try to link as much as I can in the description. So that way, if people can find you, uh, pretty sure everyone knows who you are. That is probably following me. So it shouldn't be too much of an issue, but I'll throw it down there for ease. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for talking about all this stuff. Um, I, I hope that the flack doesn't get to you too much. You know, like I said, uh, you know, uh, it, we'll support it's you. It's gonna get to me. Uh, it <laughs> already has. I'll, this is a, a darker ending than we probably wanted, but uh, the past two days, one of the worst mental states I've been in in a long time, and fortunately today, I was out of it. Generally, that stuff will hit really hard, and then I'm, I'm out of it. It's going to come back, but I'll, I'll survive, but uh, it's it's going to impact me. I can already say it. I just, I'm not going to let it, uh, how, how do I want to phrase this? I'm, I'm not going to let it stop me i'm not gonna let it destroy me anything like that it's gonna hurt but i'm gonna i'm gonna do this project regardless of what happens because it it needs to be done yeah good on you man don't you know if you gotta take a break take a break don't let it don't let it take too much of a toll on you make sure you take your breaks and you know mental health is is very important i've talked about it before and it's you know it's something you gotta watch out for no stranger to just dropping everything and it's being like yeah i'll stuff again sometime i just need a break yeah exactly you definitely need those breaks so you know if you're having a bad day and you need someone to talk to you can always always dm me dm me i'm around but um like i said i think uh, again people should go check you out uh links description below um more power to you on this project that you're doing and hopefully it works out hopefully you're able to like you know a little change not a big change obviously you can't change the world but even just a little change is is just it's, it's important so glad that I was able to have you if on. If I can, uh, if I can have one single person realize that this stuff is wrong and move away from it, I've achieved something good. Yeah. If I can have a lot of people do that, I've achieved something great. If I can somehow fix the community with this, which is not going to happen, but if I can do it, my life's work is complete. I don't need to do anything else. I mean, you could be the little snowball that becomes, you know, a big boulder of change. You know, you just got to start somewhere, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's the way to look. It may, it may take years to fix itself or kind of work itself out. But if you got to start somewhere, you're starting somewhere. So that's that's yeah. what counts. So um, I guess we'll we'll say our goodbyes. So, like I said, thanks for coming on, man. Well, I'm just uh, glad to be here, glad to be invited, and uh, glad to be a part of this uh very cool project yeah it's good i'm very excited for you um thanks for everyone that's listening uh i know i'm late on this episode so apologize for that but uh see you later everyone